and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord, your God, then I am commanding you today. By loving the Lord, your God, walking in His ways, and observing His commandments, decrees, and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous. And the Lord, your God, will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your hearts turn away, do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them. I declare to you today that you shall perish, and you shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Loving the Lord, your God, obeying Him, and holding fast to Him. For that means life to you and length of days, so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaiah, and to Jacob. <coughs> Let's be in a spirit of prayer together. Let us pray. Will God invite us away for some quiet, for some thoughtfulness, for some wisdom, for your word sung, preached, prayed? Invite us away to sit with you, to hear you, to learn from you. Amen. From that text. And God said, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life. Choose life. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Robert Frost, 1920. Have you ever wondered about how your one life would be like now if, if at some life point in your past when you were called upon to make a choice, a choice, you had chosen differently, and thus the road of your one life, it might have diverged, changed, veered left instead of right, gone this way instead of that way. I know in some ways such a daydream is a bit silly. I mean, we have the life that we have. And yet it is sobering to ponder just how profound our life choices are at certain points as we look back upon them that if we hadn't chosen well or chosen wisely the story of our lives might have turned out so very differently and so I am 15 years old and it is a warm early September Sunday afternoon and I'm a shy and awkward teenager way too tall for my gangly six foot body way too aware of the truth. I really don't have a lot of friends, 
in this summer just before my freshman year at a new high school as I hang out in my backyard in a suburb of Springfield, Massachusetts. Two boys who lived down the street whom I'd never met walked up to the stockade fence which surrounded the yard and gave me a friendly wave. I'm Gino, said the first one, a tall, wiry, smiling kid with a mop of tight black curls on his head. He would become my best friend for the next four years. And I'm John, echoed the other, a bit more sober, with deep, serious brown eyes and a peach fuzz mustache. He would complete our trio, three inseparable spirit friends, from the first day of high school to the day we all graduated. Hi, I said, surprised at their friendliness. Gino. Uh, We belong to this high school youth group at the Congregational Church around the corner up on Westfield Street, and we were wondering, would you like to come tonight? Would you like to join us? It's fun, said John. Lots of kids. We play out. we, We play some games. We hang out. You're more than welcome. If you want, we can swing by tonight at 6.15 to pick you up. I thought about this choice, this decision, for a few seconds, and then I responded, sure, absolutely. And friends, with that one choice, that one decision, that one willingness to take a chance, my life changed. It changed forever, for the better. And church became not just a place to go, but my home in a way, the community I would give my life to, and all because... At one moment, when I had a choice to make between a blessing or a bypass, a yes or a no, a risk or the status quo, I chose. I chose life in a way that day. Life. And that has made all the difference. And when I consider what my life might have been like if I had not said yes kind of unimaginable. Can you remember what was, when was a similar life choice moment like that for you in your one life? A profound pivot point, a dramatic divergence when two roads presented themselves and you, you chose, you took one path and that has made all the difference. You took a chance on a blind date, and you met the person you would marry. You made a choice to take a summer internship, and that job has shaped your life's work. You accepted the invitation of a neighbor to go to this place called Pilgrim Church, and now it is your spiritual home, and all because you chose. You chose wisely. You chose well. You chose life. One of my favorite sayings is by the French author Victor Hugo, who once said, Life is lived forward but understood backward. Lived forward but understood backward. And now recalling the pivot points in my life, I am convinced that God, God was in the middle of those life choices, nudging me and pushing me and encouraging me to make the right choice and the good choice, a life-giving choice a blessing 
And friends, when I am smart and when I am faithful and when I take the time to be thoughtful and prayerful and when I really listen to God, I have to say, I most often seem to make the right choice. The right choice. Do you hear that? To choose. That may be the greatest gift our God gives to us. The gift of choice, of human free will, the ability at any moment, almost every moment, to choose our life's direction. And even when we find ourselves in a tough or a bad or a hard situation, still we can choose our attitude. We can choose how we will face into some life challenge with courage or resolve or trust. To choose and to choose well and with God and to thus know a good life in the deepest sense, a life of blessings. But friends, first we have to choose. We have to choose. And this is the pivot point that the Hebrew people faced in the Bible story we heard today. For 40 years, that tribe had wandered in the desert, freed from the slavery of Egypt, and now finally, they are on the edge of finding a new home, the promised land. They can see it just off in the distance, but before they go, their leader, Moses, he reminds them of their story, that God freed them, that God has given them a new way to live, a new way of life with one another and with God. In the Ten Commandments, in a religious code they can live by, to love the Lord their God with all their heart and soul and mind, to love neighbor as self, to care for the widow and the orphan and the stranger and the poor, to have no gods before God. So just before they begin the last part of their journey, God, through Moses, reminds them, And warns them. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity, life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life. Choose life. It's a powerful gift God gives humans then and now. God gives us a whole new way of life. And for us as Christians, we see that in the example of how Jesus lived. God gives us the knowledge of right and wrong. God gives us an awareness of how our behavior, for the good or the ill, but for always, it affects others. It affects ourselves. We can be a blessing. We can be a curse. God plants us in community, in a church, in a family, in a nation, in a world, and says... Try to take good care of each other, okay? But then God gives us a choice. A choice. We are not God's robots or automatons. We are not moved around by God on some predetermined chessboard called life. We are instead sentient, thinking human beings, given by our God the ability to choose And that's amazing, and that's awe-inspiring, and that's a great responsibility. Because, of course, we can also always and also choose badly. We can choose selfishly. We can choose self-destructively. 
We can choose to ignore the needs of our neighbors or the poor or the refugee or even the people in our own homes. Friends, choice is a big deal. And so we can even leave God out of our choices, ignore God's ways. We can give in instead to hungers and appetites that can fuel addictions and obsessions and illness of body and spirit. We can choose to not take seriously the covenant commitments of this life to a spouse, to our children, to our church, to our fellow citizens and our nation. We can choose to live on the edge or over the edge ethically. We can choose might over right. We can choose self-indulgence over serving others. We choose a million ways to live life, not for or with God, but instead for I and for me and for mine and my way. But in the end, it is really up to us, the choice. And these choices, the tens, the hundreds of choices, ethical, moral, physical, spiritual, we make them every single day. In a way, we are the sum of all of our life choices. And so I believe God's hope for us in the midst of all of these decisions is simple. That we would do our best as we choose to choose God. To choose life with God. To choose God as an intentional way of life. Do you hear that? To choose blessings. To make good choices and right choices. To choose compassion for self and others. To choose and always trying to do so thoughtfully, prayerfully, carefully, and wisely to choose the best life possible. So imagine inviting God, God, into all of the decisions that we make and humbly asking God, what would you have me do? What would you have me do? And then listening and then acting on the guidance of our trustworthy God. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence to roads diverged in a wood and I, I took the one less traveled by and that has made all the difference. Choose intentionally. Choose life. Choose God. Let all God's people say, Amen.